Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It's great to be with you today. Thanks for spending some time with me. Merry Christmas to you and your family. I hope that you are enjoying this season, and I hope your Christmas shopping's going good. I hope that you're able to keep, you know, your life. There's so much going on in balance, and that you're enjoying all that you're doing. Um, I want to take a quick moment before we get into today's podcast and just thank all of you. We are growing exponentially, and it is all because of you. Nothing to do with me. It's all because of you guys. You are liking, sharing, subscribing, following, doing all those things. Um, we give you so much content, but you're consuming it, and we appreciate that. And I just want you to know that it's our pleasure to serve you. And so from all of us, we just want to wish you a Merry Christmas and tell you thank you. And uh, we got a couple of really exciting things coming that uh, – we look forward to you being able to join us in a multiplicity of ways. One of the things that we've been doing differently is if you follow our audio only, which is this podcast, but it's just in audio, you can find it on Spotify. When you look for Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, you can find it on Apple and anywhere you get your pods. But just for the audio only group, I do a five to 10 minute podcast in addition to this every day, which is different. It may be something that's not, um, um, I got something in my eye, sorry. It may be something that um, isn't big enough to do an entire show on. Maybe I don't have time to get to the studio. Uh, maybe it's just walking out of a locker room. A lot of times it's me driving in my truck with my son, Dexter. But whatever it is, it's just an audio only um, that you can find wherever you get our audio only podcasts. And it's just extra information. It's extra Raider stuff. And it's and it's 100% free like everything we do. Just want to make you aware of it. But I just want you to know that I appreciate you. And I'm grateful for all of you. Um, I don't know when you're watching this. I am taping this early in the morning on Thursday. And um, we have an article dropping at 12 noon Eastern today. So if you're watching it before, it's coming. And if you're watching after, you can go back and read it. 
And it's my latest deep dive article. And I love doing these deep dive articles for all of you. I think it's important when you're a journalist to give people things that they can't get. So, for example, if I hire a plumber to come to my house <clears throat> to work on my house and he fixes something really quick and he says, all right, the bill is 400 bucks. It is ignorant when people say to him, well, you're only here three minutes. He goes, yeah, you're not paying me for my three minutes. You're paying me for my experience to identify it and to know how to fix it. I have no issue with that. I think I think that's perfect. And I have no problem with it because I'm not a plumber. I don't know it. Now, obviously, our content is free, and I'm not inferring that you pay for that. But when you come to a journalist, our job is to give you what you don't have. And so I love doing these deep dive articles. I did one on the divorce between the Raiders and Derek Carr. Um, I did a lot of them during training camp. Um, I, I've just done, I did one that took you into the final days of Josh McDaniels. And today's deep dive is one that I think a lot of people are going to initially be interested in and some not. And it was a deep dive about how Dave Ziegler could have saved the Raiders. Now, it's not an article painting Dave as the savior and Josh as the villain, because there were some things that Josh and Dave both did, and I'm going to talk about those in a minute, that were just fundamentally flawed. But there were several areas where Dave and Josh disagreed, and I'm going to go into those the top 10 of those disagreements. And I think a lot of people will be interested. I think some will be like, I don't care, they're gone. It's in the past. But I think you should care. Because when you don't, those who don't know history tend to repeat it. And I think that Dave, excuse me, that Mark Davis is coming up against what is going to be a legacy-defining decision. Legacy. I think his legacy will be defined by this. He's gone through multiple coaches, but he gets to Vegas. He gets the stadium, gets the new practice facility. The franchise has now had a ton of money. He had to get rid of John Gruden. Then he chooses not to keep Bisaccia. He gets rid of Josh McDaniels. What does he do? Because this franchise especially, you are defined by winning. And so I think it's important. I, I talked about this yesterday. Mark Davis has several decisions. Does he make the decision with his gut? Does he have a group of advisors? Is he Who's he listening to? Does he want an owner-led team where he picks the coach and GM and both report to him? Does he want a GM-led team, which is not what he's had in the last two with Gruden and with McDaniels? Does he pick a GM who then goes and get, who's a football guy and goes and picks his coach? Or does he pick a coach who lets him pick his GM? And I think this is going to pull back the curtain and let you see some of the flaws of having a coach-led team. And that's the whole purpose. I have said it many times, and I stand by it. I like Josh McDaniels, and I like Dave Ziegler. They failed here. I think both men deserved to be fired. 
Now, before anyone throws it in my face, when I was asked uh, several weeks before they got fired, what was the percentage chance? I said, I would say, I mean, that they don't get fired. I said, I would say 100, but it's the National Football League. So I'll say 5% chance they get fired. Now, people like to throw that in my face, and I'm fine with that. As long as you are fair. And the fairness is he had told them they're not getting fired and other people. So, and I don't think Mark lied. I think he realized the severity of the situation and made a change. I I believe I was the most critical of Josh McDaniels of all the media. And I had people within the organization tell me that. They didn't think that I was unfair. They just thought I was the most critical. And I was. Because after 20 games, you hold coaches to a different standard. But what does Mark do next? Does he learn from the past or does he move forward? So I preview in this article, not preview, but I go in depth on the 10 biggest mistakes made by Dave Ziegler. Uh, and excuse me, disagreements between Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. And there are 10 big ones that if Dave had been the GM with that, where there was no ambiguity on leadership, would have fundamentally changed this franchise. And I believe had all 10 of them been executed and David had the authority, I believe they both would be still employed. That's not what I'm saying I desire. Both men deserve to be fired. In this article, I talk about why I think both deserved it. But I did talk about two areas where they were in agreement that I think they poorly handled the situation. Number one, when Chandler Jones, when when word broke that the Raiders were talking to him, they hadn't even signed him and no one was talking. You may remember it was a very secretive. No, Chandler Jones wasn't on the radar. I got a phone call from a teammate of Chandler's with the Arizona Cardinals who uh, shared with me some very concerning things about Chandler and some off-field concerns. And and for forget those. What about the fact, yes, his last year there, he had a lot of sacks, but most of them came in one game. He was a defensive lineman over 30, and you don't pay that kind of money to them. The Raiders already had Yannick Ngakwe, who the people loved, the, the team loved, who was performing well. But nope, he was a patriot. And I remember going to, and it doesn't matter who, but one of the men in the article and saying to them, man, I one of his teammates contacted me. Are, are you sure that you want to, or that you're really considering bringing him in here? And it was a decision that both men agreed on. It was a bad decision was a terrible decision, and it ended up costing Mark Davis a ton of money, and it ended up hurting this franchise. When they picked Tyree Wilson, they knew he probably wasn't going to be 100% or ready to really make an impact until next season. They knew he would play. They knew he would grow and get better, but their expectations was for next year. Well, they were okay with that because they had Coons, and they had Chandler, and there was some feeling there that they could bring Tyree around circumstantially and not have to rush him. Okay, that decision proved to be horrible. 
that decision alone probably um, with many owners would have cost Josh and Dave their jobs. So that's one that they were in total agreement on. So you set that off to the side. This just one though. Remember, I have 10 in the story, 10 examples of where they disagreed, but that's one that they agreed on. And the other one that they agreed on was the handling of the Josh Jacobs franchise tag. Now, I said, and I stand by it, I would not have picked up Josh's fifth-year option. Now, I like Josh. I think he and I have a very good relationship. I don't dislike him at all. I, I, I think he has now played in a position that I would like to see the Raiders give him a you know, a two or three year deal and, and, you know, give him a, a, a two year, $24 million deal. Or if he's looking for a little bit longer, give him a three year, but no more than a three. But I, I really like Josh, but the way he had played up to that point, he was often injured, took himself out. And he had had, you know, one, I had, had several good years, one, exceptional year i i would have and it was a contract year so i wouldn't have done it so i have no issues with them doing that none but they franchise tagged them and you may remember i told you all along there was nothing to be worried about he would be back for week one that was factual josh didn't dislike dave or josh at all he wanted to be a raider they felt the same about him there was continuity there, complete continuity. The problem was, is both parties, whether it was Josh's side or the Raiders' side, knew where the deal was going to end up, and they knew that both parties wanted to be there. They knew that. They knew a deal was going to get done. And so rather than let it drag on, they should have just got it done and had him in camp. They didn't do that. They drug it out which is their decision, but they both agreed on it. I think they handled that wrong. Now, I didn't put this in the article just because the article was is over 3,000 words, but there was a, another area that I think both men made a mistake on. And I want to bring you in on what they were thinking. And that's giving Aiden O'Connell the number four. Now, I want you to please hear me out for a minute because this anything that has to do with Derek Carr is so polarizing. So I'm going to ask you to hear me out. And I think both parties will probably agree with me if you listen. The Raiders don't retire numbers. They don't do that. And I have said this all along. Derek Carr did not leave here hating Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. I have also told you that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels didn't hate Derek Carr. I have also told you that they, when the Tom Brady, when the decision to go to Tom Brady was made by the franchise, and then Tom had to back out for personal reasons, and it doesn't matter what they are. I know what they are, but I don't need to report them because they're irrelevant. Tom didn't lie, and he didn't lead the Raiders on, and there was no tampering. Tom handled it with impeccable integrity. But... There was great consider consideration of, man, we don't we didn't want to give up. And I wrote this at the time. They don't want to make the they, they don't want to get rid of Ziegler 
I mean, get rid of Carr to sign Garoppolo. And there was a feeling of, okay, we never say never. We don't close the door. Let's go back and try to reestablish with Derek. And if they were able to, which they weren't, because at that point, Derek had already started talking to other teams and he knew their interest. And 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 I'm going to say this. I don't blame Derek. He didn't want to come back. I If I was Derek, I wouldn't have not wanted to either. So I'm not blaming him. And they, but they wanted to circle back. Now they knew if we can get Derek to agree with it, <clears throat> the hardest person is going to get Mark Davis to agree with it. But they still had that process. Well, it didn't work. So along comes Aiden O'Connell. He had no relationship with the number four. Now there were some people that said, oh, they didn't even pay attention that it was Derek's number. The Raiders don't retire numbers. You car people need to get off your high horse. Then there were car people saying, why would you disrespect Derek like that? I want to explain to you what went into the process. Okay. They absolutely did know it was Derek's number. They did. And their process is, man, Derek wanted to go. Remember, they had circled back. Derek wanted to go. And he didn't leave here with us hating him or him hating us. And since we don't retire numbers, it's not going to matter to him. He's on to his next team. So let's give him that number and move on. It wasn't because it was Derek's number. They wanted uh, him to have a number in the certain digits. And that was there. That was it. They were woefully blind to not think it would have been a big deal to the fan base. Either way, both the car haters would have embraced as, ha ha, that's a big middle finger to Derek. And the other saying, wow, that's a big disrespect to Derek. They did not read the room at all. And you may remember when I did my deep dive article about Josh in those last days of his hiring where someone said they thought he was clueless on the mood of the locker room. Again, wasn't people hating him, just that they weren't having any fun. To Josh's credit or, or discredit, that could be very, very well true, he's so centrally focused to his process that there are times when it's outside of those blinders, he's just clueless. And I think they were just so moving on, they thought, well, Derek's not going to be mad. And to Derek's credit, he hasn't come out and said anything and, and, and made a big deal about it. And they didn't think the fans would care either way. They did not read the room. It was a big mistake. And and that's it on Josh and Dave also. Again, that wasn't in my article, but that was on Dave and Josh also. It wasn't a slight. I know for a fact it wasn't as a slight. And I can tell you, I would know if it was a slight. It was not. It was a, we think it's a nothing burger. And oh, it was anything but. Again, a clueless mistake by both. They didn't really read the room. So that's three areas. And I only have two in the article of where they, they were in agreement. And screwed it up. But 10 monster disagreements. Not It's not all, because there were several. But it's the 10 biggest disagreements. I hope that you enjoy this deep dive. Again, it's not a purpose to bury them. It's not a purpose to try to get them back. I think they should be gone. 
But I think it's important for Raider Nation to see what happens when there's ambiguity or a coach with more power. And because as this franchise moves forward, we are going to be watching a legacy-defining decision by Mark Davis. Now, I have said I am personally rooting for AP. I think it would be peaceful for the franchise. And quite frankly, I think the Raiders need some peace. I think it would be very supportive by players. I would not make the decision now or make it public. If I was the owner, I would have made the decision. But let it go. But I think that's the direction he should go. But he, I'm not going to be critical of him if he goes in a different direction. You may remember, I said at the time that Rich Passaccia was passed over, Mark has every right to do what he wants. It's his business. It's not my job as a media member to tell him what to do. I can have opinions, but it's his It's his franchise. And But if it fails, I said on Raider Nation Radio with Clay Baker, and I have written it and said it, he's going to be held responsible for the failure. The Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler failure, they certainly contributed to it, but Mark Davis owns it. So if he chooses to move on, that's fine. He owns it. And But I think it's important to take fans back to understand what happened, what happens when there's ambiguity or a coach-led team, and so that you can move forward knowing, yeah, my franchise would have looked different if a football guy had run it. And it's also important, I believe, to have that understanding so you can understand what you're looking for in the future. I would not hire, and I've said it multiple times, a coach to lead a franchise like the Las Vegas Raiders who had no head coaching experience. So prior to him being an interim, I would have not hired Anthony. I mean, Antonio said Anthony. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of someone else. Uh, Antonio Pierce. I wouldn't have done it. And I like him. But I also said once he got the interim tag, it's now 10 weeks to learn the nuances of being a head coach. You know, for all of you that don't want AP, but let's go get Ben Johnson, the um, offensive coordinator for the Lions, or Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for Washington, or <clears throat> let's go get Frank Smith, the tight end coach, I mean the offensive coordinator for the um, Miami Dolphins. If that's what you want, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to get, get rid of AP because you don't like some decisions he made, they're going to make them do. There's a learning curve. And to me, if if I'll, I mean, I'm going to cover and give a 20 game grace game period to whoever they hire. If they hire somebody that doesn't have the experience. I'm not going to call them out when he makes rookie mistakes. But to me, if you're not going to go get uh, AP, then you got to go get a coach with experience. That's my opinion. It's what I feel. You're welcome. Whatever one you yours is. But I think you got to hire a general manager and let them make that decision. Now, I've said publicly many times, I want it to be Champ Kelly. I think he's talented. I wrote about him after Mike Mayock was released. I, I said there were three guys that I would consider for general manager. Champ was one of them. Dave Ziegler was one. Of them. And I think you let Champ go make those decisions. So I really hope you enjoy this latest deep dive. I hope that you enjoyed learning about those three behind-the-scenes uh, agreements that I thought they got wrong. One of them that's not in the article. And I just really appreciate all of you. I appreciate the fact 
that, again, you like, you share, you follow, um, you subscribe, all of those things. It allows us to bring you the best information that we can. And it's because of you guys. So Merry Christmas to you. I hope you're enjoying your family. Hope you're enjoying all that you get to do. I don't know about you. I had big plans for the bye week that were ruined because my wife got sick. Got to take care of family first, but uh, I appreciate all of you. I hope that you're well. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow, everybody. So from all of us at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, we'll see you real soon. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye, everybody. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.